Welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all times. We've got to keep count today in the building. I know you guys are used to it now, so let's jump. <laughs> Did you just gas yourself up? <laughs> no, I'm gassing you up, man. Oh, thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. Now, jumping straight into it, I want to talk about... How do I phrase this? I want to talk about the tools that people have available to them today that they didn't have years ago. And I want to talk about not just what tools and resources people have at their disposal today, but I want to talk about how you can use those tools and resources because having them is only a fraction of the job done. How to use them correctly is what makes or breaks the remaining fractions. My view is, back in the days, one of the common problems that people used to face, and I say people, I say companies, I say entities, I say anything that really exists to consume data, for example. The problem back in the days was there wasn't data. There wasn't enough data. We were lacking data or we were lacking ability to collect the data, one or the other, or maybe both, whichever way you want to phrase it. Nowadays, I would say that the issue isn't so much, and by issue, I mean, I'm sure there was data and there was ways to collect it, but those things have improved over time. So now we've come to a time where the issue isn't so much collecting the data or gathering the data or having the data, right? I think we've improved in terms of the ways that we collect the data and we have data. But further to that, what does that even mean to you? Because, okay, now you have the data. Cool, cool story, bro. What do you do with it? That's the important part. What do you do with the data once you have it? And I feel like a lot of people are not getting it right. And what I mean by that is people are so misinformed and maybe that's due to social media and maybe it's not but also how how often do people go and research things and and the the word research is really interesting here and we're going to get into this discussion in a bit but how often do people look things up do you just get your information from twitter which by the way isn't necessarily a bad source and by no means am i saying twitter isn't a good source. I mean, Twitter is fun. I I have a lot of fun there and I do also get a lot of information from Twitter. But not all the information on Twitter, for example, is necessarily correct. Not all the information on Google is necessarily correct. So there's two things here. It's the data that you're consuming and it's the process of curating that data. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Well, I guess the process and the tools that are used to provide some kind of like product, service, data, whatever it may be, um, it's essentially technology, right? I wouldn't say, um, uh, I would say that it's gotten, I, I agree, it's gotten better over time. Um, they used, like, from the beginning of time, of course, humans didn't collect data as well as they do today. Um, but over time, people got smarter and they started writing books, writing things down, their thoughts, so on and so forth. That is a form of data collection. 
Uh, you have the, some of the greatest libraries in the world, although burnt down. Um, they they were points of data, um, data warehouses, uh, data lakes, even. Um, and then that has evolved. Uh, there's evolved to the point where it's it's so much easier to collate the data because we have this great old thing known as the internet these days. Um, and we can host our data and visually represent it to a host of individuals. When it comes to social media and that data that's being considered, I would say um, a lot of it is taken out of context. A lot of it, like you could have an entire video, uh, you could take one a one hour video or a 10 minute video and in within that 10 minute video, it could be an interview. You could take a 10 second clip and completely change the meaning of it because there's no uh, context around that 10 second clip. You've just taken that clip and you've, you've, you've thrown it onto social media and now you've turned that one little clip which meant so much more and it was nothing what you you projected to be at, on social media where you've you've taken it completely out of context and now you're using it for your own ends and means. I it, It's it's social media because it's given the power to regular individuals, the, ma the masses that live on this goddamn earth, um, to use the data for whatever ends suits them. Um, there's, there's not a hell of a lot of control of data. Um, a lot of people say, of course, when it comes to things like big data and so on and so forth, but um, it's these large organizations such as uh, Facebook, um, Google, uh, Microsoft, that own all these data points. And they, they essentially run data these days. And going forward, uh, a great way to think about data, this is where everyone is, data is essentially the new oil. Whether you realize it or not, data, your personal data or any data is worth a hell of a lot. So when companies own that and, uh, and the companies have that, they can sell it to three or third parties, they are selling it for millions. Six figures, seven figures, eight figures, you name it, they are selling it for a hell of a lot of money. How do you think Facebook makes all of its money? How do you think Google makes all of its money? It's using data to advertise. So data is today in the core of all human interaction. It's in the core of human life. It has become a part of us. You've got that, that cell phone with you now. Um, and that cell phone hosts a hell of a lot of data. It's, it's got all your images on there. It's got your contact details, your friends, family. You've got Then you've got Instagram. You've got all your messages. And there's, there's so much stuff in that phone. There's so much things that you probably store on, a, on, a, on the cloud within your laptop. Um, there's so much things being sent around by the people you follow and the accounts you follow, they have a hell of a lot of data as well. That same data is being shared now. Um, when you Every time you sign up to a new service, a new product, that data is being shared now with the, with the company. And that company now has your data with the, potentially the rights to sell that data to a third party. Now, they, they would never, keep in mind, guys, they would never sell all of the data. I just want to make that clear. Uh, unless within their contract it states that they, they have the right to sell all of your data, which in most cases, um, it's uh, the, the usual rule of thumb that they follow is um, we don't usually say that, oh, we want to uh, sell all of your data, but we will say that we will sell select pieces of your data. Uh, personally, I completely disagree. My, my actual stance on this is um, 
data should not be used in such a manner at all. But just as society has been um, created by man, the rules and principles of how data is governed have been created by man. And well, everyone, well, pe- people are selfish. Hundred percent, and I think you know, just sort of touching lightly on this because there, there is actually an episode with another guest that will touch upon this exact topic because this subset of the conversation that we're having right now is really, really important. You know, Facebook's model is ads, that's their business model, but that doesn't necessarily give them the right to, for example, do whatever they wish with the data. And I'm not saying they do that, but there's a there's a larger conversation to have, and I, there is another guest who uh, there 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 will be an episode very interestingly enough on this topic. The point I was trying to make is something that you said earlier. You said someone will watch a for example a ten second clip that was taken from a one hour video, and because it's just a ten second clip without the full context, immediately it gets taken out of context. Immediately, it gets headlined and bait clicked and all of that. And simply because it was that easy to manipulate a specific subset of a data, put it in front of the viewer's eyes, distribute it at a rapid speed, and now you have half the world thinking something that is not correct. And the reason why you have half the world thinking something that is not correct is actually the two reasons in my view. One is, obviously, social media is a massive vehicle for disseminating information. Well, distributing is a massive vehicle to distribute information. But also, the people who are consuming that information are just blindly accepting the information they're getting. And I think that's a big part of the issue. If I just believe in everything I'm told, then I'm just going to end up being very ignorant because I'm not looking into things my, by myself. I should take my own initiative to go and look up things. I should take my own initiative to go and understand, is this actually true? Because Akib, I could sit here and tell you, oh, did you know that company A is now worth 45 billion dollars and you could be like oh that's really cool blah 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 but how do you know i'm telling you the truth and this is a very silly example just off the cuff you need to go and look you need to go and understand wait is what eric's saying actually true and then even when you're looking up just because you see an article that says that is that even true and you need to start questioning these things and i think people are not questioning things enough i think people are not looking into things enough if if you call research to looking at things on Twitter, then yeah, <laughs> we have a bigger problem than I thought. Because research, and this is funny because it reminds me of university times, which was last year. So not long ago for me. The point I'm trying to make is, at uni, I remember people always saying, oh yeah, I did my research on this project and stuff like that. And I always used to think, no, you didn't. You just typed into Google you clicked on the first three pages that, or the first, you clicked on the first three links of the first page, you got some information and you called it research. That's not what research is, right? That's not research, that's Googling, that's child's play. Research is actually way deeper than that. And I don't know if you want to expand on that 
or if you have any views that might add to at this point? Right. So when it comes to the Google rankings, obviously, um, they can be controlled through means of uh, search engine optimization. So you can use, like, set your tags, your meta tags, and so on and so forth, and descriptions within your on your website to um, to boost your uh, the rankings by using certain keywords or keywords that aren't used that often. And so when they when that user searches for that said keyword, your link is in your website is the first thing to pop up. I agree that if you if you're citing three sources. That's not research, especially if it's for like some form of like a dissertation or you have a research study in mind, whatever it may be. You do definitely have to delve deeper into. Um, let's say if you if you're embarking on a on a scientific study, then um, what I would do is um, I would look into that field as well as all related fields. Um, at that point, I would look into all the papers that have been uh, all the studies that have been conducted all the papers that have been written, any books that I can read on, on the topic. I would look into people who are leaders within the industry, uh, look at their research as well and see what they have done. Look at uh, the sources that they have been citing, if it's related to my own personal research and, spill, and use that, read that. Um, so research itself goes, actual research would go a lot deeper. Uh, there would be a lot more sources that you would have to consider if you're truly trying to research it. But... Um, if you're trying to, if it's something as simple as something you've read on um, on Google or uh, sorry on Twitter or uh, Instagram or Facebook, whatever it may be, or something you you've heard on Clubhouse, you could quite easily. I mean, it's, it's you could definitely confirm whether it's it's true or, or false uh, just by googling it. Um, personally, I, I mean, Google's quite it's it's a useful tool and it, and it's it's increasing in accurate, accuracy day by day. Um, they're getting better at what they do. We have a, they have a lot more data to work with. They have a lot more information to work with. So when someone is tr- trying to search for something in particular, nine times out of ten, you will always get um, some useful information on that first page. Google used to have ten links on their first page. Now I think it's down to about six or seven because they have the uh, the ads at the top. Um, but um, if you go past the ads and you look at the, the, those seven links on the first page, you will most likely find what you're looking for. And you will find accurate information as to what you're looking for because Google now filters that information for you. That's the whole point of it being one of the best search engines on on the planet. I think the, the point I'm trying to make, and I guess I just want to clarify to everyone, I'm not saying that getting information from Google is bad. I'm not saying that getting information from Twitter or Instagram is bad. What I'm saying is we have so many resources available to us. We have so much data available to us, but we're not maximizing and optimizing our use of those tools. Because look, I, I'll be honest, you can get incredible information from following hashtags on Instagram. You can, you can get incredible information from looking into what's trending on Twitter, but the same way you can get incredible information using those methods, you also can get information that is not that incredible. It just looks it, but it's completely inaccurate. And I think that's where I'm getting at, right? Yes, hashtags and and social media has presented you with a vehicle that that can provide you with good information, but the same way that it provides you with good information, it can also provide you with bad information. And I think it's just keeping an open open mentality to the fact that 
just because I'm reading this and just because everyone's talking about it doesn't necessarily mean that this is exactly as it is. Sometimes it requires a bit more research to understand things. Again, I'm, I myself look on Twitter every day. I, I check what's trending. I, I read the tweets associated with the trending stuff because I always find it interesting to see what's going on. But it's just, we live in, 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 in the age of misinformation. A lot of people will say it's the opposite. We live in an age of information. I'd say it's misinformation because you can get good information on it, but you can also get bad information, which is why the curating process becomes so important. Curate that, 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 that knowledge and, and data. Sorry, curate that data you're getting because if you're not going to do that, then there's two options. Either someone else will do it for you and then you'll get that same information to the same exact vehicle, aka social media, or you won't ever fully understood what the reality of the situation was that you're looking into. So I just think it's it's really important. And there's so many ways of curating your own knowledge these days. Like if you follow people and let's take social media, since, we, since we're talking about it, let's take social media as an example. If you follow people that are very like good in a specific field, let's say, I don't know, Keep. let's give me an example. Uh, let's say I want to know more about tech. And I know tech is very broad as a topic, but let's just say I want to be more involved and more knowledgeable in that. I can curate my feeds because Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, they allow you to do that. They allow you to curate your feed and LinkedIn as well, right? And how do you curate your feed? Well, it's who you follow, essentially. It's what you follow. Which groups are you a part of? If you join groups that are tech-related on Facebook, you're naturally going to get tech-related information. If you on Twitter follow some of the biggest CTOs and tech gurus in the field, you're naturally going to get that information. If you follow the topics associated on it on Instagram, you again, you can have full control of your feed. But the thing is, we use social media for it. Uh, well, I say we, but I say majority of people probably use social media for just uh, informal, relaxed. Here's my friends and people that I'm interested in following versus Here's my friends and people I'm interested in following, but also here's topics that I'm interested in following. So I, I guess curating your process comes in different ways. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it depends. That's the thing, right? I was going to say that um, most people use um, social media these days to remain one. The main form like social media was created was to connect. So to remain connected and two, for, for entertainment. I mean, I personally never use social media or like any platform, Instagram, Twitter, wherever it may be. Um, I never use it for, for collecting information. I mean, I, I might see, I follow a, a, a diverse group of people, so I might see some cool things on there. Um, I might learn a few things on there, 100%. But um, if, if it comes to learning something, like actually learning something, but I have to say that, Social media has its disadvantages. Google, YouTube might have its disadvantages, but I don't really look at that. I look, I look at the positives, and the positives are that in today's day and age, if you don't know something, you can Google it. You can YouTube it. If you want to set out on a brand new career path, you can quite literally YouTube that career path and learn everything you need to about it. That's the and beauty. That's you, the beauty. Or at least 
learn the basics and move forward from there. And once you actually get into the job, that's when you'll actually start learning everything properly. But even so, if provided you know how to use Google properly, you can learn absolutely everything you need to learn about a particular field, in my opinion. Anything. Absolutely, anything. Yeah, 100%. And that's the beauty of it. And, and that's the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is exactly that. You, how you use these tools, again, it's literally back to the main point. How you use these tools is what determines how much you get out of it and how much value you extract. And also it goes down to your intentions. I use social media to chill, right? That's kind of like the vibe I go for. And like you said, I also see some stuff on social media and read it. But I don't necessarily rely on it to be my main source of accurate information. If there's something that I'm really interested in knowing, I'll definitely go find out more about myself in, in, in other tools that we have. But to your point, which you made a beautiful point just now, if I wanted to change my career path, if I wanted to learn more about a certain job, certain topic, certain field, these days we have that data available. It's how you make use of that data and how you use the tools and resources available to you to gather that data. You could do anything. We live in an age where, fortunately enough, we have a lot going for us. We live in the digital era, isn't it? So totally, Rudy, you made a really, really good point there. Do you have any sort of advice or any tips for people who want to make better use of the tools that they have available to them? It ultimately depends on how you define your better use. What it, What is the definition of using something better for, your, for yourself? It's, I it's, mean, it's on, on, on interest. Right? Social. It's on, on, yeah, on so, reference, on what your purpose is or what you're trying to achieve from that. Yeah, it's subjective. So as a lot of things are, it's relative. Yeah, that's, that's, relative. that's It's everything. Relativity goes into anything. And of course, there are negative impacts of social media. We've all seen them. Um, they can definitely um, fester in your mind in a negative way. Um, like, you know, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of things out there, a lot of people who are, say, for example, influencers. And unfortunately, on social media, humans love to hate. And um, the comments are always, not always, but there's always comments in there that are not negative. And naturally, what humans do is they, they just focus on the negativity rather than the positivity. Now, the thing is, is they they bring up the negativity, they focus on it, and they, and they make people aware that they are getting negative comments. They always push in there that all right, they're all positive, but they never look at the percentage of positive and negative. Ultimately, you're never going to have 100% positive comments. It's just not going to happen because people just aren't nice. Um, but uh, there, there are, there's always a lot of negativity, and that negativity just tends to fester in people's minds and build up. And it doesn't have a great effect on overall your, your overall mindset, your life, and could lead to things such as uh, depression and overthinking, so on and so forth, which which aren't useful for, for people. But if, if you focus on the positives, then there are a lot of positives that you can take away from social media. I personally feel that you should use social media in moderation, as in 
you don't want to be on there 24 hours a day 12 hours a day or like as soon as you wake up the first thing you do is go and check your instagram i mean if you want to do that by all means go and do it but um personally you should remain in touch with with actual life as well as the digital life so never forget about your actual personal life which is your what your reality is at that point whatever you consider your reality to be um never leave never lose touch with that and similarly for for digital uh your digital reality it should remain separate from your actual reality don't mix the two um use the digital reality if you're, if you're on instagram all the time or facebook use it in moderation don't use it all the time and then that also completely depends on what you're using it for if you're if you're entirely using it for learning um then it, if you have to understand that you can't get all your information all of your information from social media definitely i agree with you you have to research it properly uh whether that's through google or reading a book it doesn't matter um but you definitely if you're getting some information from google and it's it's related to your career or whatever definitely look it up um if, if someone's throwing away throwing around figures um and you're you're about to argue with the individual that you're wrong make sure you know what you're talking about before you go ahead and argue <laughs> yeah i think there's so much to it but i think that's solid piece of advice which is moderation moderation in what in what you're doing and what you're using and again it ties in really well with your mental well-being it does have an effect yeah. like like most of the things in life have an effect on your mental well-being and uh, don't don't let like i i know this is just something i'm going to mention is that a lot of people let the uh, the comments and the negativity get to them there's there's no need i mean there's a reason that person's being negative there is there's a reason he's saying hate or he or she's saying hateful things in your comment section is because they have nothing in their own life to be happy about therefore they want to project their own personal negativity upon others and make themselves feel better by making someone else feel worse and as fucked up as it sounds that is quite literally how people some people think unfortunately um but that doesn't mean that you should let that get to you um just look past it just just know that right he or she is clearly upset with something in her life that's why they're being hateful to me um ultimately it's a random secondly it's it's just a random person on the internet so i wouldn't care too much about what they have to think or say about you and um thirdly um understand that that person is just it's it's one person in the entire world and you're not going to be able to please on your social media or whatever you're doing if if you're posting and someone's just like dropping negative comments you're not going to be able to please them you're not going to be able to please absolutely everyone in the world it's impossible you know there'll always be some people in there that that are going to hate on you and as unfortunate as it is that that is normal <laughs> Unfortunately, However, yeah. you want to define it. Unfortunately, it's become the norm which it shouldn't. But the last thing I want to yeah. leave everyone with is to a keep point. What someone says about you actually says more about them than it says about you. And that goes both ways, whether that's a positive thing or a negative thing. What other people say about you says more about themselves. Thank you for listening to the episode. And if you guys have enjoyed today's episode, then please make sure to listen to the next podcast. to find out what's up and what's next